Gray Fox. Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast for people who painstakingly look at IGN, Eurogamer, every other website and Twitter, every Twitter handle to go, what the hell has happened at E3? Because it's that time of year, it's basically Christmas if you like video games news. And Mikey, Mikey, you know what I've got in my sack? Go on. A whole bunch of news. <laughs> the voice you just heard there is my wingman, Mr. Michael Carden Edwards, aka Michaelness, the Souls Man. How you doing, sir? I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. This will never get old. I say this every week. It will never get old. I enjoy being known as the Souls Man. But yes, I am very well, thank you. Is it is it me or has E3 snuck up on us this year? All of a sudden, it was. I don't E3. know why. I was like, ex- I'm actually excited. Like last year, maybe maybe pandemic and all that, but like. E3 felt like it lost its glimmer. And as a man, Michael, who runs a football podcast, has the magic of the conference come back? <laughs> it feels like there's been a bit of magic this year. I don't know why. but, but Something yeah. has felt different. I, I, something has definitely felt a little bit different. Um, so and you yeah. just want a, a bit more norm- normality of just, you know what? It's that time of year. We're all hankering. I'm hankering for some news. And and they, they dropped some news. And look, let's be honest. It's not... It's not like earth shattering. It's not like it's going to go down in history as the greatest E3 ever, but it's a bit of normality. And we've got some really good tidbits to talk about, which is always awesome, right? They are precisely, precisely. It's, a, it's, it's, been a, it's been a barn burning couple of days. And speaking about barn burning, let's bring in Jonathan Moles. <laughs> There's no segment there, but it's just, it's just bringing him in. The man with the curliest hair in the business, Jonathan Moles, aka producer Moles. Hello, sir. How's the engine room? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's not on fire, you know. It's not put. on fire, but yeah, I tell you what was on fire though. Twitter was aflame with all the news that was coming through. We're not going to look, let's face it. If you want the blow by blow, minute by minute breakdown, you've already probably know what's going on and you've been listening to that in your favorite podcast. What we're going to be doing is talking about our favorite pieces of news that have happened. And we're going to start, I think we should start anyway, with the company that I think, if there is such a thing of, yeah, did they win E3 though? Did they win E3? Who won E3? Because, you know, you had that publisher talking, you had Xbox talking, you had Nintendo. I think Nintendo knocked it out of the park, and it knocked it out of the park under one piece of news. Breath of the Wild 2. And no, I want to go straight there. It won't be called Breath of the Wild 2, right? It's going to no, be called something be, else. Yeah, but apparently the, the actual official title would be a spoiler. So as of now, it's Breath of the Wild sequel. <laughs> I think I have a feeling that the, uh, the spoiler is going to be the fact that you play as Zelda. I think I think I I, I think you I think you're going to play as both. That's my my thought. Your, that's your bet. Your hypothesis there. I think one of the things now is that the Skyward score uh, Skyward scored. There we go. Until I've been on Zoom calls all day. The Skyward Sword uh, update now makes more sense because the apparent. I've never played Skyward Sword for what it's worth, um, but I've seen a lot of comparison videos online of skyward sword having a lot of elements that are in this new game which means basically we had we had a little bit about this didn't we where would we go in hyrule um, in the next game i think we both we were both thinking about underground well we're not going underground 
we're, we're kind of going like Bioshock Infinite. We're going above ground. There's going to be elements of that in the skies, and you're going to be able to, to transport between these massive floating islands. And we saw a scene of what looks to be Link, but I don't know if it was Link. Now that you've mentioned that, it's made me question everything. Uh, sky falling downwards. And that's a very reminiscent of how you can play in Skyward Sword. So, Mikey, does it make you want to play Skyward Sword anymore? <laughs> no, it doesn't. The, 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 the fact that they decided to release some amiibo, which allows you to fast travel, which is like a really fundamental feature of the game. Do you know what I mean? Like the ability to fast travel is locked behind an amiibo makes me want to play it even less quite frankly that the art style is dirge it's i don't want to have to use motion controls still it's not my gimmick i don't want to play it i have no interest in playing it um yeah skyward sword can be there like and the fact is it's never going to get it's not like it's ever going to go down in sale it's never going to go down to like you know your 20 pound bargain it's, it's you know what they should have done game. you know what they should have done and they're not going to do it because they're going to make all the money anyway but what they should have done in my opinion is gone Skyward Sword is free for anyone who pre-orders Breath of the Wild 2. If you want people to play it and get the appreciation for it, give that sucker away for free for anyone who pre-orders Breath of the Wild 2. You are, this is the same Nintendo we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, grass, gas, or ass, no one rides for free at Nintendo, right? So, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's not a chance in hell of that happening. My, um, my but, only worry about this game, sorry, just to come in, my only no, worry about this game is that when when you move it above the above the land... What people don't realize is that the air, right? Just bear with me here. There's nothing in the air. Okay. So like when you're going across terrain, there's stuff. It's fun. There's trees, there's hills, there's animals. Exploratory. In, in, In the air, yeah, all we're seeing in the air is air and maybe some birds. And... I feel like these giant floating islands, which you mentioned, will have to be incredible. You know what I mean? They'll have to be wonderful for, for this to, to really work. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, it's just a lot of air and a lot of air. It's a lot of hot air. Uh, but, I mean, it adds a whole new element to the gliding features. Which was like the best right? part of the game, right? I loved gliding everywhere. It was wonderful. Also, do you think they'll remove the... So let's say, hypothetically, you're at the tallest point... Because one of the things we've talked about is that um, Breath of the Wild has the best engine for its physics going, right? You could light a fire, light that fire, the gust of the fire will light up, you can jump on it, and you can use that to glide around. They purposely introduced, or have as part of the actual game, the ability for you to glide for a period of time based on your stamina. If you increase your stamina, you can glide for longer, you can explore more locations, it makes you want to level up. Subconsciously, you start grinding, you don't even realise it because you're unlocking more stuff. Um Thank you, for, thank you, Adam, for explaining how games can work. Um, but the idea of if I'm at the tallest point on this island that is floating, could I theoretically float down to the lowest point of Hyrule? And the answer is probably not in the current setup with that stamina bar. So I don't want to get rid of that for gliding. Well, unless you have a million stamina potions, right? I think that's the, that's the key that you can craft. Ah, all of a sudden, yeah, uh, you'll see videos of people. Like, do you remember, oh, well, uh, it's not that long ago, but on Breath of the Wild, a lot of people were making these amazing structures by using the magnetic thing to make these massive ramps, and then they'll get the DLC of the motorbike and Evil Knievel their way across. I can't wait to see how people explore this and go... Well, there's that, there's that ability, right, where you can kind of pass through objects. You, you saw yeah. that, like, where they were on a cliff and kind of melted down below it and things, which is just, um, uh, look, at the end of the day, I think everyone and their dog have been waiting for news of Breath of the Wild. I think it's now, they said it 
should be 2022, right? That was kind of the yeah. phrasing. It's like they don't, they're not committing to it. They don't know yet. You have to think by that point, there's going to be a Switch Pro. You have to. I mean, yeah. look, people that were expecting a Switch Pro E3, um, th- th- there was never going to be. It was it was strictly announced. They're not going to do it during were, someone else's airtime. They're going to they'll do their own special event for it. And, and they said it, this was a software. Uh, this was a software um, video. It's not a hardware video. Um, they, they, the clue is in the title. So people getting their hopes up over that were, you know. A bit ridiculous anyway, if you ask me. But um, look, dude, Breath of the Wild 2, the trailer was awesome. It got me mega super jam hyped. And uh, I think from that, yeah, I mean, who else can win E3 other than Nintendo for doing that? So well done to them. Yeah, and fair play. I mean, the fact that people weren't moaning. And you are right, though. And something that I will say is that every trailer we saw for the next games to be coming out, and they were confirming a lot of cloud-based versions of games that are on the current generation you can't help but look at that and think especially if you are a switch user i don't think my switch can handle that (laughs) Um, just looking at the graphical fidelity yes i know the cloud-based stuff is not meant to handle the fidelity that's the point in the cloud stuff but that aside the other pieces even looking at that breath of the wild sequel when you go oh I, i can imagine playing that in my current switch setup and going that's going to chug and and be horrible. So I think they're kind of showing us stuff on the Switch Pro about even telling us it's it's on the Switch Pro or being at least designed for. Yeah. Um, what else from Nintendo that stuck out for you? We got another Mario Rabbids game coming. Uh, yeah, just randomly announced. I didn't think I don't think anyone was really expecting um, or, that, or, that was, or wanted it. <laughs> well, no, dude, this game has not a really bad way, but high, high following. Um, I played it it was it was all right i i then for some reason I, so I stopped playing it and then i went back to it and then i couldn't figure out where i was or what i was doing um but from what i played i really much enjoyed it um obviously we've got a new smash character uh tekken's kazuya uh, is in smash i think there's only maybe one or two characters left um for them well, to release other video games <laughs> there's only yeah, exactly. one or two characters left in other videos always- um one thing that I found quite strange, so just uh, maybe a small separate announcement, is the, uh, the the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Um, that was obviously announced as by... Uh, yeah, that's going to be a cloud-based Switch game as well, isn't it? Yeah, like what on earth is going on? I, I was really shocked when that turned up on the Nintendo Direct. I was like, eh? Uh, baffling, to be honest with you, but fair enough. I mean, those kind of games, it's one of those things where I don't think, to be honest, the Switch's internet is very good at the best of times. No. So and like, I'm not to be mobile and how often, like I just think about, okay, tangent. I've been playing a bit more souls recently on the switch. Mikey, you'll be pleased to hear. Um, I've also been playing it out and about on my switch and That's dreadful. What gets re- it's dreadful for two reasons. Really? One is that it has to be online even when you're not playing in online mode, just so it can go, hey, I'm just going to tell tell me boss that you're online sort of thing and just check some tables and then come back. But don't worry, you can actually still play the game offline. Um, so I have to tether it to my phone so that it can go, hey, I'm here, bruv, yeah, all good, and then I can start playing it. Um, but, but this cloud strategy that they're, they're pushing, they are pushing this. There are so many games that are going to be a cloud version for the Switch. What's yeah, the I, I... user base for this? I'm not so hot on it. Um, in terms of other things, Metroid Dread. Yeah, it's the first 2D Metroid game in something like 25 years. Am I right? Yeah, something man. Like that. I mean, it, man. it's uh, it's it's fair enough, really. I, I, you know, it's uh, we'll see how it does. A lot. I've seen like, so many people on Twitter today moaning about, oh, it's a uh, twi- you know, it's a 60 pound game or whatever, and it's uh, it's 2D, it's ridiculous, and it's like the the Metroid games are awesome. Let's not yeah. 
let's not be let's be clear and the 2d ones are phenomenal so uh that's something I, on dimensions jesus yeah i haven't played a metro game in many many years so i'm quite excited uh, for that to be honest with you of course i got um mario party superstars uh which is another thing another mario party game the last mario party game they basically completely screwed it by having no boards. I don't think you could play online. It was pretty miserable. They then released a random update like a year later, whatever it was, which then made it playable. And then they went and announced a new one, um, which is kind of kind of strange if you ask me, but fair enough. Um, what else was there? Obviously, Mario Golf is coming out soon. We had another one of those. Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. Ah, oh, Monkey Ball. Yeah, I <laughs> like them. Obviously, um, one of the things I'm low-key super excited about is obviously the Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 coming up very, very soon, like a week or something like that. But And then there was a random... The other thing from from Nintendo was, I'm never going to pronounce it, Shin Megami Tensei Five, um, Japanese RPG, never played them, never likely to play them, but that's apparently a big announcement. And lots every of JPRPG fan is coming after you now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, they're not already from last week, Jesus. Um, yeah, and then obviously, like, the only other thing from a Nintendo for me was obviously they're trying to celebrate Zelda's, um, like, 35th anniversary. Yeah, I mean, by releasing up Mario. They're, they're, they're fucking up Zelda. They are, well, like, Game & Watch, really? That's what you want to do here? Just release, just release the Zelda games, right? Just, just re-release them, all of them, in one big collection on the Switch. Because people will yeah. buy them. I will buy them. 100%. I will buy it day one. Stick 50 quid price, 60 quid price tag on it. I don't care. If I can play all of the 2D ones, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, even something cool like Wind Waker would be awesome to play. Right? Yeah. Like these games that people don't have easy access to anymore. Release them all, right? Celebrate it properly. Don't give me a bloody game and watch because no one cares for that stuff. Ugh. But yeah, Breath of the Wild, Nintendo wins because of that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Moles, did you get a chance to catch any of the Nintendo news that was coming in? Did any? I know you were debating on getting a Switch, but then I convinced you to get a PS5. Are you hoping to get some, some action, getting on the action at some point on this? Maybe. I mean, oh, some time ago, I was holding out for this super nintendo switch switch pro switch 2 whatever you call it That's whatever they're going to call it yeah um so yeah maybe in the future maybe get the uh, the updated switch and then yeah again i'm gonna have a back catalog to play so we we shall see but yeah certainly um breath of the world 2 w- would be up there you know it's got to be number one isn't it let's face it um so yeah other than that nintendo i can give or take nintendo games Apart from the big I always say that until I play them, and then I go, it's joy. It's that, just that's joy. That's the word, it's joy. I went, for, I went for a run yesterday, right, and I listened to the Super Mario Odyssey soundtrack, and ah, oh, just I come back with such a smile on my face, and my wife was like, was that a good run? And I was just like, I was out of the run. I don't care, man. I was just like, I was so happy. Um, so, yeah, if you want happiness, just listen to It's just joy. That's the only way to describe it, man, and... Just a quick thing. I don't want to spend too much time because we've got a bunch of other stuff to talk about, but this is an important question. I have sank, just like yourself, Michael, you probably sank even more than I have, a lot of time in Breath of the Wild. Do you think that this is going to be a character passes over all abilities, all inventory, or are we going to start with a fresh link with a little bit of Zelda? Oh, that's a hell of a question. Um, I, I kind of get the feeling that is going to be fresh 
If he wakes up and forgotten everything again, now you've got to tell me a damn good story, not Destiny Two esque. I lost my light. <laughs> but it's um, oh yeah, I mean, but it's uh, this is what happens in every Zelda, right? But I suppose this one is this is a direct sequel, sequel right? That's yeah. the I point. Mean, I hadn't considered being able to transfer your stuff. Uh, that would be phenomenal. But I would imagine that very did you have to really come thinking about it like the whole thing with the sheikah slate and the the magnesis and all that kind of stuff do i really want to learn all that again or is it going to be like i mean like i suppose batman arkham city and arkham knight did a decent job where it was like um you've already got your abilities you've already got those abilities here's some more ones that you have to learn and i think there are going to be more kind of uh cool abilities to learn maybe I, i doubt you'll i think you'll start with all of the stuff you already got the glider and all that kind of stuff but I, I don't think you'll have your items. I don't think you'll... Uh... And you probably shouldn't have... You know what? I've unlocked every heart that I can have and my and, stamina. And, and like the death outfits and stuff like that. Like I've unlocked all the yeah. outfits now and I don't think they're going to... I don't think I'm going to be able to carry them them along, like being able to climb like a bad man, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, then. Let's let us move on. So uh, one of the things uh, that happened was we mentioned it in the news the last time in the pod is that Microsoft and Bethesda were going to share the stage and I've got to be honest, I was actually quite captivated. If I look through my notes uh, from that day, it was Games Pass is even more awesome and Halo going multiplayer, uh, for Ho- Halo Infinite multiplayer going free to play is a really interesting proposition. What's your, your takeaway from, from Xbox so far? Um, this will sound like blasphemy. I kind of want to get an Xbox. Yeah. Um, not as like my main thing, but I just I think I want the yeah. Games Pass, man. Like it's basically the most indispensable gaming thing out there now, isn't it? It's like it's like sitting there and not having Netflix and watching all of your friends talk about Netflix, and it's like oh, I've only got Channel Four. Um, <laughs> maybe Netflix, and you kind of look on a little, look on a bit enviously. And I think I always read it every time. It's like oh, that game's out today, and then you see a bunch of people going, "Yep, already downloaded it on Game Pass for free," and it's like ah. That would cost me forty-five pounds if I wanted to buy that. This this yeah, guy's got it for it. free, and it's like I sit there. I think that's quite good. And there's a lot, a lot of games. I always scan it. Like some of the games, I'm like a lot of these games. I'm not really interested in, but I would if I could play them for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like that. It's a hell of a service. So I kind of sit there and I think, do I need an Xbox Series X? Is that the name of it? Could I get a, one of the S ones? I think it's called where it's a bit of a. Uh, uh, I can pick up an S for like 250 or something and get Games Pass and all of a sudden I've got the Bethesda back catalogue not to mention some of these exclusives that Microsoft is building up I mean we should point out and I'm not saying this to throw shade the one Xbox Series X exclusive uh, is now going to become available on PS5 in the near future because of the licensing agreements but it's not about where they are now it's about where they're going where we go, we don't need roads because I'm going to talk a bit about Starfield for a second. This game has been in development for what, something like 12 years when it first got teased? And they've actually, I mean, all they've done was show a bit of a sizzle reel, right? Not much for off that, not much stake in terms of what we're going to be eating. But like, I'm like, I've got, I had so much FOMO because I was like, oh my God, I imagine following a game for that long and not only it still exists, but it's going to be a flagship title exclusive to a console that only launched four or five months ago but that's that's hot damn man that's that's big news they literally have said that you're basically han solo <sighs> see i really want to be I, han solo. I really want to be han solo that's the issue yeah um, that'd be I, pretty cool wouldn't it i am i that there's two settings that really get my gears going and it's like i like like 
proper dark fantasy, you know, like your, your dark soulsy kind of world. I love sci-fi games, man. Give me, give me good sci-fi, right? Give me good, damn good sci-fi. They haven't said it, but and obviously because they haven't said it, the internet is filling in blanks. But I think they are trying to build the world that No Man's Sky promised. Of you can just get on your ship and fly to another planet, and there's no loading times that are stopping you. And I'm not saying the whole procedural stuff, but that whole concept of oh, I'm on a map, and then from that map, I then go to a loading screen. That loading screen might look like a plane. You don't feel like you're journeying across the so galaxy. I find, I find, like, No Man's Sky was cool, right? But the whole procedurally generated stuff, the only time that works for me is in, like, a Diablo, where it's like, okay, it's simple, and it's it's fine. But I'm not I'm not wowed by the environments, but I'm, I, it's but yeah. it's still fresh I mean, every time when, I go through it. With, I, I don't know if Starfield be procedural, no, no, but, but the whole like, act of going somewhere and this is the but this is the key right so with no man's sky that you can go anywhere you like right and it's like the first time you do it, it's like wow i can literally go over there if i want that's quite yeah. fun but i just i got you get to a world and it's like uh, is this going to be a fun one or is this going to be drudge field you know and it's just like yeah. oh look this is sludge planet this is horrible um with starfield you know that everything's going to be meticulously meticulously designed, designed and built so you know that everywhere you go there's going to be purpose there's going to be beauty there's going to be something to explore there's going to be point a point to everything and that makes that sense of exploration um d- d- delicious essentially and that that yeah it gives me massive fomo i feel like when starfield comes out i'm gonna have to play this somehow because it's that thing that's been hanging around now do you have anything else to say about starfield because i would like to spend five seconds talking about something else that happened at e3 yeah no, i'm done with st- basically in summary fair play probably might be what we thought wouldn't be a console seller I think could become a console seller because like you say, for those reasons, anyway, moving on, we're still on Xbox though. What, what, what are we're still on Xbox. Oh no, carry on. Then. I, I don't want to right, cool. Xbox. Okay. Just for, just for, for a moment longer, I'm, I'm including Bethesda in part of the Xbox talk, right? So two things I'll say about the Bethesda pieces. One is that we have heard nothing about that Indiana Jones game. I was expecting something about that. Even, even just a, a crack of the whip, and because right now they are filming the latest Indiana Jones, I should say latest, let's face it, it's the last Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford in anyway. They're filming that right now. Now, don't you tell me that they haven't thought, why don't we just call up James Mangold, the director, and Harrison, just to stand there for a second and go, we love Indy, we can't wait to see him in a Bethesda Xbox game. Do something. So I'm really surprised there was nothing about that, even if it's just a piece of information about this. Obviously, I know the films and the games might not be linked, but yeah, you draw up hype. Um, and also, the big thing they went with, I was expecting an Elder Scrolls game, like a new... That's what we all wanted. And quite interestingly enough, when they announced the PS4, I think it was the PS4, they showed a sizzle reel, and it said Elder Scrolls Six, and it showed an island circulating now that is the same island that they're using for another game which they then debuted uh, debuted i should say um during the xbox showcase there's a real reluctance to go anywhere in that direction instead they talked about uh fallout 76 apparently it was a success i remember that being an absolute train wreck they've 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 redeemed themselves they've, they've done a um a, a no man's sky development team and basically turned it from something horrendous to something that people really enjoy they've listened to the feedback of the community and they've added they've made it a thing it kind of makes me want to play it if i want to see but i just kind yeah of sit exactly down and go, yeah you know it's one of those things where 
if I had Game Pass, I would probably go and play it. But um, I do not have exactly. Game Pass. Hmm. Exactly, and just on the Bethesda front as well, uh, they also announced that Outer Wide. Uh, well, sorry again, the Outer Worlds Two is happening, and that is going to be an exclusive to Games Pass. On top of that, just to wrap off the Games Pass loving, um, Rare, uh, absolute fantastic company. Uh, a few of those folks listen to this pod from time to time. Apparently, if you're listening, guys, love your work. Chef's kiss and everything else in between. But the Sea of Thieves game didn't really. Not really my cup of tea. And I say that as AJ has been on this pod, he actually helped with the cute, like he works with them on some bits and that of his company. Um, but they have announced a crossover. The Pirates of the Caribbean uh, are going to be in there. And all of a sudden again, you go, actually, I know Johnny Depp's not really on my list of people I want to be at the moment, but I really want to be Jack Sparrow at some point in my life. So if I get to be able to play with him, or maybe they're going to do like a, a Metal Gear 2 and you can go experience the legend side by side. I'll, I'll do that. That's cool. Like I'm, I am so down to clown with that. Just, just give me the theme song as I'm sailing around, and that's probably yeah, enough. Exactly. If I'm honest with you, uh, that would do me, bruv. That would do me. I played Civ, the Civ Thieves on my. Uh, I, I, um, it was, it was on because I have Games Pass on my PC, right? On my, on my laptop, right? On my gaming yeah. laptop thing, right? So I do get to dabble here and there for ones that are released on the PC. Um, sea of Thieves is one of those, and I did have a go. It's one of those things that when you're doing it on your own, it's just like eh kind of need friends with it very much so and uh that would be something that i think we'd all probably enjoy if we played it together if we all had xboxes but um yeah never mind <laughs> anyway is there anything else on the xbox uh, bethesda front or shall we move on to other publishers um i don't think there was anything else on that front that i that i saw that really took my breath away. Oh, i mean, uh, I mean for, for, for forza, uh, doom eternal getting a next gen update in november and forza horizon 5 was announced as well and dated uh for november the 9th set in mexico um forza horizon are literally literally incredible incredible games if you're not a driving fan doesn't matter they are yeah. so much fun lost on me bro um genuinely they are amazing uh proper proper fun games because it's not like um it's not like oh here's a race it's literally open world okay with a car and wherever you go there's stuff to do and it's like it's genuine and it's like it's it's mind-bogglingly fun because it's not serious it's quite arcadey and it's like it mixes like the best parts of like a project gotham racing with like doing random stunts and just doing gnarly weird stuff with a selection yeah. of incredible vehicles and incredible they also don't, Am I right in thinking they don't they don't sequelize it too much, right? So there's only one or two per generation. So actually there's a significant improvement upon each one of them and it kind of like holds water and sets the standard. In fact, I remember for a long time it did set the standard for driving games and obviously GT fight for that crown every time they come back. Well, this is it, because you have Forza, like the main Forza series, right? The main Forza, which is like the Gran Turismo uh, competitor. Uh, and then you do have like Forza Horizon, which is the basically like the, the the little brother, which is the zania. We don't take ourselves too seriously. This is all about fun. This isn't about, um, you know, gear ratios. And, ah, okay. uh, I didn't realize that was it. It's basically yeah, like, no. um, for me, it's overtaken it as the better game because <laughs> it's just it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, great deal of fun. Nice, man. Uh, okay, so I was going to go Ubisoft next, but where did you want to go? Uh, dude, are you really doing this to me? You're going to make me wait. All right, we'll wait. Let's go Ubisoft. <laughs> 
Ubisoft, uh, we won't spend too long on it because to be honest, I wasn't that blown away by by that much stuff that was coming out of them. So let's just talk about one. Um, they've announced that Assassin's Creed is going to get another year of support for Valhalla, which means there's going to be more DLCs coming. Mikey, I know you don't care maps and everything else off of that. Um, but uh, yeah, I will say that the DLCs, that the plans they've got, seems pretty cool. Um, also, they did announce additional support is going to be coming for Watch Dogs Legion. They're going to be doing a zombies mode again. Kind of interesting. But again, what a lot of people were crying out for is, where's our Splinter Cell? Like, give us Sam Fisher back. And Sam Fisher was trending all day. And I was just like, I was just, I'm not going to click on it. I'm not going to click on it because it's just going to be people wanting it. But yeah, that was the, it was kind of a bit of a damp squid, to be honest, Ubisoft. Um, there's anything out of the Ubisoft conference bit you remembered or, or heard about that interest you? Um, they, they were they announced an Avatar game. Oh my God, you're right. It was them, wasn't it? So yeah. them and uh, James Cameron have both been plotting their Avatar-like things for the last sort of 10 years or so. Apparently this game has been in development for like 10 years. And I just saw a bunch of sizzle reels. I didn't actually see any gameplay. Was there actually any gameplay revealed? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I watched it and it was I didn't really see much in the world of... Uh, I hate Avatar, so it, I struggled to it struggled <laughs> to keep my attention, to be honest with you. But it's uh, Fr- Frontiers of Pandora, a first-person open-world action-adventure game set in a never-before-seen part of Pandora. It's scheduled for 2022 on PS5, Xbox Series, X and S, and PC. So all those know. things you've described there don't actually... They sound amazing on paper, but as soon as you play it, go, meh. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things. Look, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where Avatar was huge a while ago. I think they're going to have a job in their hands to make it big again. Uh, I, I just feel like they kind of... They've left it far too long. They left it far too long. I feel like an Avatar game would have been like, it's the same like if they released a Game of Thrones, like big open world RPG. Like, oh, I could have done that five years ago. Uh, do you know what I mean? It was it, they kind of missed the boat a little bit, I feel. But um, yeah, look, it's, it's, a, it's another, it's a big game big ip uh we'll see how it does essentially i can't really say much more fairer than that hmm. all right before i say okay well, I, I know i can see a look in your eye mikey you really want to crack on with something in a second but i just want to say prior to i should say news wise he's not gonna like have a wank or something um but before the conference they done like a pre-show which was uh hosted by the game the, the game of the year awards guy and he got hideo kojima to come out and Hideo Kojima come out and done a little talk for a minute. And it turned out the big unveiling that Hideo Kojima was going to do at E3 was just Death Stranding. I'm going to do like a next-gen version, and it's going to have a box. I don't even know it has a box in it, but it's actually it's more exciting to talk about Metal Gear Solid than it is to talk about my game. So we're going to do a little video of Sam with a box, and we're going to go, oh, I remember those Metal Gear games, and then just go, director's cut. Death Stranding. Anyway, bye guys. We all had these bets of, oh, there's going to be an exclusive, an Xbox game, or maybe Kojima, uh, Hideo Kojima Productions is going to come out as an exclusive Xbox uh, providing game company now because of all those little things that that old Phil Spencer had on his desk. Turned out, absolutely nothing. It was just going to do Death Stranding Director's Cut. Have a good day. Bit of a letdown. I assume the Director's Cut is 17 more hours of, of box-related missions. It's basically you become a Hermes delivery guy and you've got to go find all the boxes that they've lost over the pandemic and that's going to add an additional thousand hours. I think I think instead of you delivering boxes, you will be delivering one big box, but you'll be inside the box and you have to do it stealthily. So it's like, ah, very you, you where I'm going? see where I'm going here? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and it's director's cut. So, you, you know, you see through the box as you're being delivered on the back of a Hermes truck. <laughs> 
with 30 hours worth of cinematic cuts. Uh, I've never seen a game dis- disappear from the zeitgeist as quickly as that one, given the prestige and hype it had. And look, you know, at some point, I will put my money where my mouth is and play the thing, just so I can, sh- just so I can actually say, look, I played it. I didn't like it as well. But the, yeah, the that is not what the world was crying out for, was it? When everyone's saying, "Oh, Hideo's here, Hideo's here. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? He's got an announcement. Oh, what's the announcement? What's the announcement? It's going to be that same game, which was basically delivering stuff." But look, it's going to have a it's going to have an audience. Uh, it's probably going to have a lot of people that love it. Anyway, Mikey, let's talk a bit about where you want to go. Can I please talk about the thing that people do want to hear about? Yes, Elden fucking Ring. <laughs> okay, I, was, I, uh, I had a bet with Moles of how long we could go without you without you bursting out with joy. How how is it? How are we half an hour into this show and we haven't mentioned the thing that got me the most excited? You can take your Breath of the Wilds and you can stick them. Yeah, quite frankly, Elden Ring, my friends. This is exactly, precisely what I want to know about. Okay, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I I I I, I saw this trailer at a ridiculous o'clock in the morning. I didn't know it would come out. I was do I was busy in the evening and I was just kind of before bed in my in my in bed I was flicking through Twitter and I was like, eh? Oh, thank you. El- Elden Ring? What? What? And I sat there and I watched a three-minute-odd v- games trailer in bed, right? Girlfriend sleeping soundly next to me and I could barely contain my glee. I literally Did you put went- the sound on? Yeah, of course I did. I was like, no, I, <laughs> no, I, had, I had headphones, to be fair. Oh, okay. Headphones. Fair enough, fair enough. And I... I, I, I the, wow. Basically, wow. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I am so excited I may cry. This, my friends is what will get me to buy uh, this. This will be my PS5 game. I will buy a PS5 and Elden Ring on the same day. Well, and fair play to you because there's no reason why not to. It looks awesome. One of the things that I, I absolutely adore about these games is that they're not necessarily the highest fidelity. Okay, take Demon Souls out of the equation because that's designed to show the fidelity of the console and everything else. But their art style in every one of their games is so, so unique and... What is fascinating is that we've got a really interesting combination of the Game of Thrones guy writing the lore for this world, and they're going a little bit open world, aren't they? And they're going with animals and stuff like that. How does this formula, of which they have perfected, of intricate level design, of timed analysis combat, where it's not just hack and slash, you really have to to grind your way through. And let's face it, no one was doing road lights when they were about in terms I mean, I'm not saying they invented it, but no one was talking about them to the extent that these Souls games work, right? You get good. You get good by dying and 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 Mike, I know you love the I don't know how to describe it, the pain that comes from getting good in those games. And they're applying it in an open world-ish formula. Do you think this is gonna fly? Do you think it's gonna be good? I think it's going to be perfection uh, on a piece of toast that I will greedily gobble down into my gullet and have a great time. Uh, can I talk about um, the features of Elden Ring, what we know so far? If, if you would, yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on. This, me is, the this, time. Is, this is your um, man. Yeah, so essentially, right, so uh, is it Miyazaki? I can never pronounce his name. Yeah. George, obviously, George R. R. Martin has had a hand in, in the lore and the story. Um, it's kept him from writing The Winds of, Win- the winds of Winter. Um, so it better be bloody good if he's put that off the 
yeah, I hate that guy. Um, so, right, there are six main areas of the world, each controlled by a demigod boss and containing a more traditional dungeon, right? There's mounted combat, yeah? We've got a horse of some kind which can do verticality, yeah? You, nah. can, go, you can do big vertical leaps, which looks cool. Um, co-op has four players, apparently, which is, sounds just crazy. You can summon the undead of spirits, the undead spirits of dead enemies and use them in battle. There's a stealth system. There's weather and time systems. There's obviously a, uh, you're, you're not hollow, you're, you're tarnished. That's the name of the thing this time. You're, there's always these different things, right? This time you're a tarnished. Whatever being a tarnished means, no one knows what that means, but we don't mind. Um, so currently set for release in January of, of 2022, which sounds uh, phenomenal. Right. Now, this is, where, this is where it gets a bit fun, right? This is where it gets a bit fun because obviously you'll have the classic things, right? You're dodge rolling, you're, you're crazy enemies where you're, you know, one day you're fighting a dude in armor. The next thing you're fighting some absolute crazy cantophony of just nonsense. Um, Miyazaki has said the build customization is going to be ri even richer and more varied than ever before because unlike in the other games where you, um, you essentially your kind of skills that you can learn and what you can do is kind of are, are kind of tied to your build as it were there you can do whatever you like and apparently there's well over a hundred skills in the game and he's like if he's saying that like the combination wow. of magic swords spears all the other kind of stuff the new combat uh, opportunities they're doing um so rather than having like skills attached to like specific weapons you can freely interchange them behind all of them basically and it's something that um, in terms of builds, the fact that you said it's a richer and deeper build system than ever before. Now, this is why I love Dark Souls, this is why I love Bloodborne, because I can play these games, especially Dark Souls, in different ways. Yo, I want to be a magic guy. That's fun. And you play the game in a completely different way than you would if you're like a, you know, a swordy shield guy. And with um, Sekiro, they completely sacked all of that off. And it frustrated the life out of me. There are no builds in Sekiro. There's nothing of the kind. And it just, it, it, I, I hated it because of that. I'm really pleased they're going in back in the good direction, essentially. Back in the good direction. Um, and the other thing I would like to say, the last thing, you can jump. Wow. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a game changer there, man. Put like that on the back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> no, should just call it Elden Rings. You can jump. Love I'm, it. I'm well, so excited. Like Elden Rings can jump. I know Love you it. said obviously Nintendo win E3. Like fine. This was the, this was the thing that won E3 for me. This was the thing that I that 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 made me excited in, in a way. Oh, oh, that you won't often find. I think that um, what's their face? Um, Square Unix a happy that they done their Souls-like game prior because if they done their announcement after Elden Rings, people would literally be going, get that cat out of the way. <laughs> so let's talk about that for a second. So if they are doing a Final Fantasy Souls-like game, they, didn't, they might as well have said Final Fantasy colon is kind of like a Souls game. And they gave the trailer for it. And it was interesting. Um, and, yeah, it's Final Fantasy Tactics under that branding. Uh, I'm... I don't know if the Zen diagram of Final Fantasy fans and Souls fans is that big to the point where people who care about Final Fantasy lore want to play that game in the way that you would expect to play a Souls game. But I would say, based on the trailer, I don't think it's a Souls game. I know I keep saying it and everyone keeps pushing it. It is so fast-paced. It's so hack-and-slash-looky. It looks more like a Devil May Cry, if I'm being honest, than, than a Souls. 
That that's what I thought. If I'm honest with you, um, I mean, look, it, it's a surprising crossover because it worked for Star Wars. Yeah, they made uh, is, Fallen Order, which is brilliant. Which is also getting a, a next gen upgrade, right? Um, yeah, it's a bit later than I thought it would to be. I thought yeah, it was strange. Um, but like they worked for that, and I played Fallen Order. It was all right, you know. I, the, I struggled with it because I didn't like the main character very much. He irritated me beyond belief. But look, if we're Final Fantasy going to go down the Souls route, I'm all in. I might play one um, because uh, the combat of 15 and the redone combat of seven, I, I despised. So like give me turn-based or give me souls. That's basically my, that's pretty much all I care about these days is give me turn-based or souls and I'm a happy boy. Okay. So let's, we might as well address a, a star Lord shaped elephant in the room. Mikey, you're allowed to get a little bit spicy, but I've put a timer on the spiciness. What was your thoughts on the guardians of the galaxy reveal of this game? Which by the way, who knew they were doing this? This literally came out of nowhere. I've no no idea. I didn't. This was a surprise. Um, I when the when I first saw the trailer, I thought it was an add-on for the Avengers. Yeah, I yeah, thought. I genuinely a, thought. Oh, look! It's, they've added some DLC. They're oh, they're pushing that. That's quite fun. Then I realised that actually they're doing something completely different for the Avengers. And I was like, all oh, right, this is actually on its own. Let me watch that trailer again. Let's see what's going on. Um, look, I, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. I just, I just don't understand what the f*** they're doing. Sorry for my language. I don't, I don't get it at all. Right, the whole. Who, on, who asked? Who asked for it? I don't know who, who asked, asked for this. Just Nobody the, asked for this. The, M- the MCU is kind of, you know, we've had Phase One and Two. That's it. You don't need any more games in those phases. All right. But the thing Stop. is, right, what, right. Let me ask the pair of you. What, what was the biggest criticism of? The uh, the, Mar- the Marvel Avengers film or the, uh, the game. What was the thing that you go, eh? What annoyed you the most about it? Yeah, it's the likeness. Yeah. Right. What in the hell are they doing? Right. The characters look dreadful. All of them, to a T, look dreadful. The only one that looks kind of okay is Groot. That's because he's a tree, right? You can't really go Pretty wrong with a tree. It's up a tree, right? is it? Yeah. Why yeah. does Rocket, like, what's that about? He looks bizarre. Drax just looks nothing like him. Gamora, eh? What's happening there, bruv? And Star-Lord, mate, uh, honestly, he's lucky he's got a helmet, an iconic helmet that you can't really get wrong. Because when he takes that helmet off, who the hell is that? Who is that guy? It's the same problem that they've had with every form of pop culture outside of the MCU within their IP. It's, It's just match the likeness. Like, who cares? The problem is, right, is that I've seen, like, what I don't get, right, is that when you've got a game, like, I've said it a million times before. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three on the Switch, okay, right? They don't follow. They don't follow the. Obviously, they have a very stylized graphic style, right? Art style. They do. They do not follow the uh, like the MCU films like designs, right? But they look incredible, right? I play a mobile game called Marvel Strike Force. Do they follow the bloody MCU films? They follow the comics perfectly, and their designs look incredible when they when they come out with these. They look they look incredible, and it's like, oh look, they're not trying to rip off the films. But they're still, they look great. I can see that's who that is. And I have no issue doing it because it's like, yeah, I'm Star-Lord. This is great. What are they doing? Right. That's job one. It looks terrible, right? The the designs are just horrible. Number two, right. Who wrote this? Who wrote this, uh, this, this game? Like the script is, is, is horrible as well. It's just, I it's didn't just horrible. Get any, I mean, all I've got was quip, and it was just quip, quip, quip. It's just um, endless, really unfunny quips, and it's like, 
It's one of those things. Do you remember when I talked about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 a while ago, where every time you use your move, your character shouts the name of the move really bloody loudly and it never deviates. And it's just uh, kind of tired of using that skill now because I'll have to hear him say that word again. Like, I swear, obviously you can only play a Star-Lord as well, which I just don't understand. Like, you're the Guardians of the Galaxy. And the thing is, there's other guys. If you're going to go that far away from the MCU designs... How about bring in some other Guardians then? Because there's more of them, right? Yeah, there, there's so many different incarnations of but, that team. Yeah. But you're going to go. No, you're going to go with the ones that are popular from the film. Make them look nothing like them and make them less funny, less engaging, less interesting. And you can only play as one of them. And you can only play as one of them. I will give it the benefit of the doubt, right? Because I love Marvel games. Right? I love, the, I love the, the license. I will, I will absolutely play this game. But they are they win points for being a surprise, they lose all of their points, right? And now they're in negative points for then everything I saw in that trailer because the gameplay doesn't even look fun either. Also, what kind of hurts them a little bit, I know it's a little thing, but two days prior, the He-Man trailer dropped on Netflix. Netflix are not rebooting, but they're reimagining a continuation of the He-Man ethos. Kevin Smith's directing it. And uh, it looks awesome. And the soundtrack to that trailer was I Need a Hero. And... The whole internet was like, oh, my God, we, we all kind of like Kevin Smith and he's doing He-Man and he's honouring the law. Like he's basically saying if this just if this was the next episode after the last ever episode, this is what it would be. Mattel have signed off on this. It's an official thing. Netflix have done it. And the trailer dropped with and it was I'll be honest, it was spectacular. I pulled the same face that Mike's putting. Right How now. have I not heard of this? Oh, dude, you've got to look this up, man. It's it. You look at it and go, ah, oh, dude. Mark Hamill is doing the voice of Skeletor. Yeah, wait, is, what? is this a continuation of the film He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? No, the cartoon. The, oh. the 80s cartoon. Oh, I was hoping oh. we'd get some wonderful um, well, like synthesizer. Do, 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 you know? No, but but like I say, if, like, if you remember the cartoon, it's literally yeah, like, like, you know when you play a remake of a game nowadays, like when they really smash it. So the Resident Evil 2 remake and the Final Fantasy 7 remake, I know you've got problems with it, but... Yeah, fans love you, it. You, I, I respect you think, it. You think, this is what I saw when I was a child. Even though when I look at that thing when I was a child, it's just a big... Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, right? This is how I remember, even though it's nothing like how I remember. That's what they've done with this He-Man cartoon. And the, for, the song for the trailer was I Need a Hero, and they've literally used the same song again in the guardians of the galaxy trailer so people are like oh you kind of you, you kind of even kevin smith on his own podcast he wasn't saying it the co-host was like yeah it kind of sucks for them to use that song after we've just used it um, <laughs> it's just can I, a quick question right right yeah what i don't understand is is i don't understand how this company keep getting things wrong because it's again it's square enix right they're this yeah. second they they two in a row now they've screwed up right spider-man games right they don't use. They have like you know it's Spider Man. They don't use an actor. Obviously, they made they, their they, own costume. They made, they made their own costume. They made their own. They made their own damn costumes, right? Okay. Um, the Batman games, right? Yeah, you can download the '89 Batman skin, which I did, which is all I played in. But they, they, it looks they're, they're, they're their own likenesses, right? The Joker is literally they designed their own Joker, and I'm like, I look at that Joker, I'm like, that's a dope looking Joker, right? It's and it, but it, and it fits, right? Why on earth could they not just do this for this instead of like hiring the worst art department I've ever seen to make this. I don't get it. I have a feeling that this is one of those projects that was greenlit when Avengers was not released. 
yeah. and they were like in that direction. I, I, that's the only real explanation I've got because why isn't this DLC for Avengers or why isn't this? Well, that, well that, that, that's to be fair. That is the one thing that I am. The reason I will get it is because it is a single player game. It is a literal single player game. It is not a games as a service. Not trying to be an MMO. Not yeah. an online gimmick. It's not destiny. It is literally, hello, we have a game. Well, you, you better can- have a hot damn good writer. And I mean, like I say, I think what for me, what would be the selling point is I'll play it. Let's face it. I'm going to play it. Whether I play it because I got it on sale three years from now or it was a PSN game or whether I buy it on day one will be determined by the story trailer you release next. It'll be determined get, by, it, to be honest with you, it'll be determined by the reviews. You know, if it, if it starts getting yeah, nines true. and 10s, then yeah, I'll be like, well, okay, and then it must mean that the story is good, the gameplay's tight, right? Um, but they haven't, my first impressions, bruv. Yeah, yeah. There's only so many times you can get Troy Baker to come out and, you know, sort of knock it out of the park from with voice acting to, to kind of save it a little bit. Um, let's, on the Square Unix pucks, to be honest, there was not really much else that really got me excited. Yes, they talked a bit about Final Fantasy and the direction they're going, but there was not really much else off of that. But let's uh, let's keep the conversation going because we're, near, we're nearly there, boys, in terms of other stuff that happened let's go down <coughs> the list i want to talk a bit about battlefield 2042 now i am not a battlefield man Miles, you've been playing battlefield recently actually um but this this might get my attention to be honest this might actually make me pick up a battlefield for the first time in a long time what's our take on the trailer i have seen it yeah so yeah futuristic it's like 2042 so it's like 20 <coughs> years in the future um online only that's what they announced so no single player campaign no kind of bonus missions as of yet uh yeah it looks good 128 players i think in the battlefield which is going to be messy didn't i read uh, that if they can't fill them up they will replace that they'll bring in bots as well so the games will always be full no that's good i read that today, i mean it, it, it gives a, it gives a horrific opinion it gives a horrific look that if you've got nothing but bots in your game, no one's playing it. <laughs> but I suppose that uh, imagine go square units going. That's a good idea. We could do that for Avengers. <laughs> that just becomes land of the bots. <laughs> it would just be it would just be Flint and the bots. Hey, I'll, 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 we'll form a, we'll form a clan. Um, but uh, uh, in terms of other sort of things, just to kind of wrap off uh, the news that did drop over E3, let's talk a moment about Capcom. Uh, they done they they had a stage which was good, and it's a Resident Evil anniversary, so we were there with bated breath, uh, although, unfortunately, it wasn't too much, to be honest, let's face it. We got some DLC for Resident Evil 8, which we knew was coming anyway, and let's face it, it's going to be Lady Dimitris because she becomes such a big figure, literally, and over the internet because of first. So they're going to obviously incorporate that somehow, no, I've not said it. There's not really much else, was there, Moles? I mean, a bit of our reverse, but nothing else to really knock your socks off. No, it was more the RE versus finally being released after a, a few months delay. And some but, DLC is coming, but nobody knows what it is. But Netflix announced their casting of Albert Wesker, none other than the gentleman who does the voice of the... Ma- oh, we, call him, we call him Buff Patrick Stewart. Who Who is it? Savala? Was that his name? Uh, Gavala? Gavala, Mr. Lance, who has the most epic voice in video games, and he's in John Wick. He knows John Wick movies. He's incredible as well. He liked our tweet saying that we're happy he got appointed. (laughs) He's also in, uh, have you guys ever seen the show Bosch? Yes. He's in that as well. And the thing is, uh, the main character's name is is Harry Bosch, right? And this guy uh, is his boss 
And every, every, every episode he says, Bush, like 50 times. And every time he goes, Bush, I love it. It's just the greatest voice of any man that's ever lived. Bush. He needs to narrate my like. He needs to narrate my life. Just like everything he says is like honey, and he just he's like he could literally read like I don't know. Like imagine the most dorkiest speech done by Boris Johnson, and he could turn that and he could just go, "I'm going to level with you. The pandemic's gotten worse. We're going to have to stay indoors a little bit longer, four more weeks, so the vaccine can take us back." And I'll sit there and go, "No, oh, mate, I'd give him. Money, I'd, I'd, I'd I'd wire him money." Why he should set up an OnlyFans just to talk. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's really it um, in terms of the the kind of big things that dropped. But I'll point I'll pose two more questions, and then we'll use that to wrap off the pod with one: Is E three a thing still? Should we continue having them? And two: Were Sony wrong for walking away from E three? Michael Carden Edwards, your thoughts? Oh, that's different. That's difficult to say. Um, look. I forgot E3 was on this year and I do a video game pod. All right. I go on video game message boards like every day. Um, I, I think, I feel like I'm quite plugged into the industry. And I just didn't realize it was happening. I just didn't know. And, um, for, but then off the back of it, there's been quite a lot of hype. Uh, E3 lives and dies by the announcements. And I do think that when an E3 has a poor showing in terms of companies aren't ready or there hasn't really been anything going on or they want to save it for their own announcement place some down sometime down the line um e3 will always have a place because it's a place where game publishers publishers are celebrated and that they get to show their wares to the world um, and build hype hype is the most important thing in video games you need hype if your game doesn't have hype it ain't gonna sell um because you've seen countless examples of games that review really well but don't sell because the hype wasn't there. Um, so it, it's very much needed in my opinion. Um, and obviously now, look, you can do, you don't need, uh, realistically, you don't need stages and like we've, we've kind of proven that we can do a lot of this stuff remotely anyway. Just give us a trailer, stick on YouTube. Perfect. Um, as long as there's a centralized place where, okay, within these several days, this is when it's going to happen. There's a clear schedule. I tune in. I tuned in for a lot of these things, like, and I was, and I was excited to do so. Um, going on to the Sony question, it's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think they're wrong to do it at all because when a Sony thing happens, I pay a lot more attention. The world than I pays do. attention. Do you know I'm mean? not just saying that because we're Sony fanboys. Like seriously, all of social media is awash with every announcement and not just during the conference like with other consoles or other publishers it will go on for days and if the key thing is in e3 you are a voice among many voices and you can get lost in the shuffle like for example did you know that microsoft flight simulator is getting a top gun expansion that was on the list to talk about and i completely forgot like, you're right like that's pretty cool dope stuff Hades is coming to other consoles. The games Pass. Games, games Pass. Exactly. All these little things that, you know, you might just forget about. Whereas with, and like, I wouldn't want to be, like, I, you know, if you're featured on Soli's, um, you know, big, big reveal. State of um, play things, yeah. State of play thing. The world, is, the world is watching and all they're talking about is Sony and all they're looking at is Sony and you are the biggest voice in the room. And that is um, it's a very powerful thing to have. Look, for the entire industry, maybe it's not good. Maybe for E3, it's not as good. But where there's space, there's opportunity for other people to come in. And so it's never like for, it's not a bad thing, I don't think. I, I think it's fine. Yeah. I, I'm kind of agree with you about the Sony part because – 
I'm just disappointed they didn't do anything because it would have been good if they'd done a state of play today or on Friday. Um, but we are still having conversations about who won E3 and the fact that PlayStation weren't even there. How is this even a debate? Like it's not, a, it shouldn't be a competition. It's like the Olympics where, where the, imagine this. Okay. Here's a good analogy. Sports analogy for you, Mikey. It's the Olympics where the USA don't turn up and we're still comparing the winners to the USA team, right? It's like they're, they're that good that they don't even have to be there to have a massive impact and leave a shadow in their absence. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. It's, um, it's, uh, it's the worst saying, though. it is what it is, I'm afraid. Fact of the matter is, I think people get a bit hung up on all these types of things. When Sony State of Plays come around, I'll log in, I'll enjoy it, and I'll watch. When E3 comes around, it's a festival of games. There's announcements every five minutes, it seems, and every, at the end of every day, you kind of go, oh, let's read the wrap-up and see all the different videos and trailers and stuff that you may have missed because you were at work and stuff like that. Um, it's an exciting time, and um, yeah, if Sony's there or if they're not, like I said, like I think the most important thing for me is it leaves space for other people. Um, yeah. And again, that's not... I don't think that's a bad thing. If um, you know, because if you're going to get those eyeballs that would have usually been on Sony, they're going to be somewhere else. And if you get to be the publisher or the company that those eyeballs are now on, good for you. And yeah, the, the world needs, um, well, doesn't need it, but it's never a bad thing having more more variety and different companies and video games uh, publishing stuff. So yeah, good for them. Yeah, Mr. Miles, what's your view on this? I just yeah I agree with you boys as well. It's like Sony have kind of they've always done their own thing, haven't they? They've always been a little bit different. No matter it being games or in tech or technology, whatever. They've always been kind of a, almost a law to themselves. So yeah, I'm not surprised they pulled out of E3. I reckon they're going to do another big announcement, and when they do announcements like they're hour long, half hour long, they really pile in the production in these announcements and everyone does have eyes on them and for good reason they are tip top so yeah i sony may very well have some big announcements but they want they want the glory they are you know they are sony they're the they big want boys. all the, they well, want, they all want the attention. everyone looking at them and they're going to go bang here yeah, you and go. this is and that's Sony's strategy right because obviously people talk about games pass and how amazing it is the fact of the matter is as amazing as games pass is do you know what you don't get on Games Pass? Or Game Pass, Games Pass, I don't know what it's called. Do you know what you don't get on it? What don't you get, Mikey? Sony games. Yeah. And Sony games are the, are, best. The best, are the best games. They're the games that have the highest production values. They're the games that are the they're the game changers. They're the games that change. And that's not a that's not that's a, that's an actual fact. And people might go, what are you talking about? How's that a fact? Okay, let's look at your barometer of what makes a good game. Now I will go by just one basic metric: game of the year non- uh, notification. Uh, I say again, game of the year nominations. Every first party PlayStation uh, first party game gets a game of the year nomination. Even Days Gone, which is considered one of the worst out of the Sony first party exclusive titles, was nominated for game of the year. So the fact that so many accolades come. Like statistically, they are better. They win higher awards. They win more awards. They get higher scores. Like they are better. Like you can't every every metric you can find, they're better. Look at that the doesn't difference. mean you can't enjoy them. <laughs> no, look at the difference between um, the likes of Spider Man, Gran Turismo, um, God of War, Horizon, all these, like Last of Us, Uncharted. These games, which are um, kind of world stoppers in a way, 
um, compared to the likes of Gears of War, um, Halo now, Halo back in the day, excellent, of course. But these days, really, like the, the, the hype isn't there for those other games because they're not Sony games now. Do you know what I mean? That's how it feels to me. Games, um, for me, Games like Pass is the quant- is the is the quantity that, where it. Sony is the quality now. Yeah, um, and I think the and that's look, it's a there's nothing wrong with a damn good buffet, right? We, no. we all have a buffet from time to time. We all, we, all um, have, we all have a good buffet. The only games that, in my brain, compete with Sony are Rockstar games. Um, when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out or the Red Dead Redemption, or not, if they ever do a new something new, um, they're the games that compete with Sony because they're the ones that also have been in development for a gazillion years. The only... The, the, but this is... The only thing that, other than that, which competes... Is exactly what Xbox talked about at E3 this year, Starfield. That's their shot. That's 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 their shot. If they that if Starfield seven. if Starfield doesn't do what they're hoping it will do, that's a big blow in my opinion because this could because like they're still selling Skyrim ten years. I after still I so. still think they. I mean, look, I might be wrong with the Starfield thing. I want to be Han Solo. We've already talked about how we want this game. But if I'm if I'm Bethesda and I'm Microsoft and I sit down and go, okay, Bethesda, how are you going to make my console sell? You've got to go down the Elder Scrolls route. Like I don't understand why you've not. Even now, all you had to do was come out and say and give a just put a logo up on the screen and go Xbox only, Games Pass. You've won. You're winning anyway. You're going to. You would have dealt a massive, massive blow to your competitors. And you went softball with a niche audience. Now, a lot of people might go, no, Adam, actually, you'll find millions of people really interested in Starfield. Look, social media will be a wash for years with Elder Scrolls content. Will it be a wash with Starfield content? Well, dude, this is the thing. We'll see how quickly things, as you talk about, you use the word zeitgeist a lot, right? Look, things like uh, it feels to me like games will come and go quite quickly now, right? Very quickly in terms of the hype. I, I said Borderlands 3 a couple of months ago, like that. People clamored for it for years and all of a sudden it was gone. You mentioned the game earlier. What was it that came and went really quickly? Sorry, I can't remember. Sorry, it was. But, but like this happens now because people's attention spans are, are short. Do you know what it doesn't happen to? Already established IPs that are rich in customer the customer base, right? Yeah. Elder Scrolls has a humongous customer base. Grand, Grand Theft Auto, humongous customer base. The only games i feel that come and that come and go which are new these days which are able to make a big splash and retain it are those sony ones you know what i mean that's that that's the difference in them um and i feel like that with this starfield is a, is a gamble in my opinion it is a gamble and that if it's something that's gonna if it lasts longer than you know two months of hype before the next big game comes out um, then I'll then then awesome. I hope it does. For myself, I really hope they smash it out of the park with it. I really do. Yeah, cause- absolutely. Because competition's good, and it means we get variety as consumers, right? And yeah, we've already said we love we love Microsoft. We love Xbox. We think Game Pass is the biggest. It's the most accessible thing in video game history. Fair play to it. Doesn't mean that it's got every amazing game on there. And like we say, the quality might be in those first party titles. Let's wrap this off, boys. I think we have talked this one to satisfaction. Um, I want to take a moment to fake my boys. I'm going to start with the, the producer, the man in the chair, Jonathan Moles. Thank you very much, sir, in the engine room. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, yeah. Hope everyone has a good evening. Mr. Michael Carden Edwards, aka Michaelness. Thank you very much, sir. 
Oh, it's been a pleasure, mate. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm looking uh, forward to next year's E3 already. Ah, uh, mate. Um, so, based on your predictions, what are the game of the year? What is the game of the year from what you've seen there? And the year will probably be 2022, judging by all the dates that have been said so far. Elden Ring, the only game for me. I think anyone releasing in the same year as Breath of the Wild 2, unfortunately, you've lost. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Damn it. All right, so, yeah, maybe I have to revise that. Nah, screw it, Elden Ring. This looks like the greatest game of all time. <laughs> You're gonna be. Are you gonna have to look Zelda in the eye and say sorry, bro? No, no game of the year on this. And um, anyway, let us know your opinion on Twitter at GreyFoxPlays. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Of course, if you like your E3, you've obviously listened to the description and gone this far. And maybe, just maybe, you're willing to go a little bit further. Click on that subscribe button where we'll be back to our regular programming next time around. Till next time, uh, wear a mask, keep your distance, have your injections, be kind, and everything in between. And don't watch GB News. That looks like a pile of crap but laugh at the car crash that has become anyway till next time